This is a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Good. <clears throat> just good. How are you doing? I'm fine. Oh, you can't see behind me, but uh, we got like six, 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 six snow. <laughs> I think it was like six or eight inches of snow. So that's cool. Well, when everybody's out hoarding for water and essentials, you're just out getting <laughs> beer. So <laughs> I have plenty. I, they, I think I, like north of Green Bay, they lost a bunch of power, but yeah, just, yeah, I don't know. It is December. It is. Um, we, I don't know, it keeps promising rain, but I keep not seeing it. Like four o'clock in the morning, uh, it started raining pretty good. So I, that's when I went to bed um, and woke up at nine. <laughs> and I've been just screwing around ever since. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it's like, it's really weird because I came back to Michigan because I thought I'd get a lot more rain and thunderstorms and stuff. And I'm yeah. not seeing what I would expect from that. What I guess I should just, I, I'm enjoying what I have. And at least the weather's kind of like that happy medium for me where it's anywhere between 30 and 50 degrees and mm-hmm. dreary, which I love. Erin's freaking out about it. She's like, I don't, I don't know how to live like this. <laughs> I mean, at least like statistically you should get more of what you're looking for. Um, it is still pretty early. Yeah. This season. Oh, I just, the the winter weather advisory they moved it they pushed it to 11 p.m now those dicks <sighs> well it was like three and then it was nine now it's 11 and i just need to make sure i can get out of my driveway yeah i get it yeah should have seen me before hurting chickens because <laughs> they got out and they couldn't get back in well, my dumb ass is like chasing them around the yard <sighs> such as life how was thanksgiving um good aaron and i actually last year we didn't do anything so we i think i ate a quesadilla at around four o'clock um it was pretty sad but we had just gotten out here like the month before so we were we weren't in a really good place for it yet um but this year she decided she wanted to make what was her thanksgiving dinner stuff but we were going over to my sister's place so there was probably about 15 people there between all our kids and her boyfriend and uh, some other extended family and my parents. Um, so it was good. She made a lot of food. We had a lot of food. We brought a lot of food home. Mm-hmm. So I've got stuff for turkey sandwiches that I'm still going through. Aaron's going to make another round of stuffing tonight because for she's fun. delightful. <laughs> uh, I tried making a, it's like a sandwich, but you use a waffle iron to make stuffing into a waffle mm-hmm. 
And like we have a thick waffle iron, so I fucked up because it was too much stuffing. But I think if you had a thin one, it would have been really good. But it, I just put cranberry sauce and turkey on that. Yeah, waffle irons are kind of, it's always a crapshoot as to what you're going to get because it depends on what kind of waffles you make mm-hmm. and want. Mm-hmm. And and I'm, I'm very... I'm very prone to particularities, but we also, we have a waffle iron that we have used maybe twice and it's not like it's a bad waffle iron. We're just bad at making stuff and doing all that. So I, I, I have the same thing with my ice cream maker. I've got a bitch and kick ass ice cream maker and I've used it just a couple of times because it is a pain um, to make ice cream, but also it's just like, you just don't do it that often. Yeah. There's, there's Blue Bunny right there at the store. It's really easy to get that. Mm-hmm. I think we we got an ice cream maker at some point, and it just has it sits in the shelf. It's never been used. <clears throat> and I agree. It's like anything that I'm I'm gonna make, someone's doing it way better. It's the same concept with brewing your own beer. Like why why do I need to make a bunch of my own when I can just go buy someone else's that's doing it better? That's true. And with the, the variety of beers that you get, it does make it a little bit more of a yeah. the enjoyment. But I feel like you being who you are, you get something out of it. You could. I mean, I tried. I had all the stuff. <laughs> it now sits on a shelf in the basement. Yeah. I'm trying to find a friend of mine, like one of my friends that would want to do it, that would appreciate gotta, it a little more. Yeah. You got to figure out how to utilize those chickens in beer. Make a chicken. Oh, there style. you go. Chicken and waffle beer. Chicken and waffle beer. Um, Fairly certain it exists. Probably. Uh, I think a place in Chicago made it. I didn't go out of my way to find it, though. For obvious reasons, it sounds terrible. Yeah. It's not the waffle that I want, that I think is not good. It's the chicken part. Yeah. yeah it, Jones Sodas did stuff like Thanksgiving dinner in a bottle. Mm-hmm. And it just, that. it always seems like the idea of the, the everlasting gobstopper or the, no, it's the gum. It's the gum that, uh, Violet Chews and Willy Wonka, where it get, takes you through the whole meal. Yep. Like at a certain point, it's like it stops sounding appetizing. I, I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want the meal in something that it, it's not meant to be. It, it's like Jelly Bellies. I always had a problem with Jelly Bellies because if I want chocolate pudding, I want it as chocolate pudding. I don't want it in a crunchy shelled bean. When pudding gets a shell on it, that's when you throw it away. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's a valid I, point. The pear flavored jelly bellies are actually kind of magical. Which ones? The ripper flavor? The, the pear flavored. Oh, pear flavored. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since I've had them, but I do remember them being delicious. Well, yeah, we got a load of game one night, and it was just like this giant amount of it. I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. Jelly bellies, pear flavor, of all things. And I started eating them, and I couldn't put them down. Yeah. And now you're a crack addict. I am a crack addict. Ooh, that took a dark turn. <laughs> Sorry, I, I would be so much thinner. <laughs> You'd have less teeth too, and probably have one hundred percent less job. Yeah, like I think I think you're fine where you're at. So, uh, weeds legal in Michigan, I guess, as of today. <laughs> I saw your I saw your thing. Yeah, it, I will in let Ann you Arbor, tell the story, just, but yeah, there's there's tons of people that are standing outside in line for their their legal weed, which is great. You know, I'm 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 all for it. Um. I don't partake in it, but I, I believe in the fact that there's no reason why it should be illegal in comparison to so many other things that are out there. Uh, I have no problem with it. I definitely like it for the medical aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also seems like, man, 
going around and standing in line does not seem something that you would get a lot of weed people to do. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised to see um, so many people standing in line for that, especially right after Black Friday. But yeah, yes. Did you do any Black Friday shopping? No, I me either. No, I bought some stuff on Amazon before Thanksgiving, um, and that was it. I didn't leave my house. I shouldn't say that. There's a beer that comes out on Black Friday. I went down the street and got that. That was it. Oh, I think I left my house for an hour. Not the worst. Yeah, I ordered some stuff on Amazon, but it was just stuff that I would normally have ordered on Amazon. Oh. It it didn't it wasn't a oh, I've got to go shop all these deals thing. I every time those mailers show up, I'm just eh. Yeah, like, um Alyssa reads them every year at my parents, and I think it's just for fun. But there's really nothing. Like I thought about Amazon has like a thirty two inch TV for a uh, hundred bucks, but it's a fire TV and I'm kind of all in on Roku. So I feel like, yeah, I don't want to make that jump. Yeah. It's it's like, yeah. Hi beat master. Yeah. I don't want to like start fucking with that because we have so much Roku and then just to have, just to save 20 bucks to get a a fire TV. Not worth it. Besides cyber Monday is tomorrow. There is that. Yeah. I mean, I should mention that like our, our bedroom TV, the Wi-Fi keeps dropping on it. So I am looking. So it's not like I'm just buying a TV to buy a TV. Right. But still, I don't I don't know. Now, that's the thing is instinctually my body still says, oh, there's deals on electronics. You need to go get all of that. Yep. And and I need to like realize and, and, and just adjust to fuck. No, I don't. I got a, a Google one of those Google home speakers, the the little teeny ones, the like $50 ones that are now going for 20 bucks everywhere. Yeah. Um, Because it came free. If you did a uh, Spotify subscription and I was like, well, I was having some bad luck um, with Google play music. Mine's sitting in my closet. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, I, I I like it because I use this um, JBL little portable Bluetooth speaker in the shower all the time. And Aaron keeps stealing it to use in the kitchen. And I'm like, well, if I get her this speaker, then she can use that instead. But she decided she doesn't want to, just wants to keep stealing my JBL, which is okay. It, it All that matters is that one is one place and another is another place. So I'm not looking for my speaker and having to die in the middle of a podcast when I'm taking a shower in the morning. <laughs> but the the little Nest speakers, um, you can get a battery pack for them for like 10 or 15 bucks off of Amazon mm-hmm. and then have it be able to travel room to room and it's it's cool it it's nice to be able to just say hey google play this thing um but then it just doesn't do much beyond that there, there's like so i looked at the the ones with the screens built in because i keep seeing the advertisements for the food tv app yeah where you get to take the cooking classes and stuff again something i'd never use but i really kind of want it it's like i have instant access to alton brown Hell yeah, I'm I'm on that. Yeah, we got um, I say we very broadly because it was 100 percent me, but it was a it's a ring doorbell and then an Echo Show was like 130, yeah. and I've wanted the doorbell and the doorbell was like 200, so I was like fuck it, why not? So I put it in the kitchen and I'm like now I can watch videos while I cook. Right. Yeah, and I said something to Alyssa. She's like, why'd you put it there? I'm like. I don't know. This is right. It's where I put it. Like it's next to the window that looks out the front door. And I'm like, you can answer the doorbell with it. And she goes, but if you're standing there, 
you can look out the window and see who's here. I'm like, I know. But I you get don't it. want to look out the window. No. And the what, whole point is to not let them know that you're there. The, the, my, the whole point was um, <laughs> um, when we have people over, I can take that downstairs. And if someone rings the doorbell, I don't have to like sprint upstairs to try and answer it. I can just do it downstairs. Beat says, uh, the, P- the police department's thankful for your service. I signed, so the ring has like neighborhoods or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it's called, and you can see what people have posted in your immediate area. I signed up probably four months ago, and not, nothing happens. Well, so, in your neighborhood. Yeah, exactly, especially. that's what I'm saying. So it's like the, the police department, fine. <laughs> it's like the one, the one person who sits in the bank parking lot. Um, they need all the help they can get. Yeah, if someone's wandering through your neighborhood, it's like the Book of Eli or something. It, it's yeah. post-apocalyptic. They're wandering through. I, I don't know if Book of Eli is actually post-apocalyptic. I've never watched it. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like I like the idea of the ring or the the nest doorbell thing for for that sort of reason. Uh, but again, our our front door is twenty paces from the restaurant across the street. I can actually call over there and ask them who's at my front door if I need to. Right. Yeah, and there's it's it's all in what you want out of it. Um, I want the Nest uh, thermostat. Because I'd like to be able to turn the heat up and down at certain times. Our thermostat isn't programmable in that way. Mm. I went, so just have it start in the morning. I went with the Ecobee 4, which has an Echo built into it because I went all in on Echo. Oh, sorry. I put one of them in here now. And every time, and I, now, said it, yeah, every time I said it's name, yeah, they started, started looking at me. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I used that instead of a Nest. And it's fine. You know. Yeah, I, I found that, uh, and I hope this doesn't set anything off for anybody, but we don't have listeners, uh, that when people are saying, okay, boomer on podcasts, that my phone thinks they're saying, okay, Google, and it <laughs> sets it off a bunch of times. In fact, I think I just heard it click across the room. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> because I said yeah. the second part, so it's talking <laughs> said, to me right now. I said those words. Yeah, Um it's it's funny because again you should be able to change these words they should be a lot smarter than they are and they should do more than they do but then when they do more they fuck up more that's what i find and that's that's the thing like the more you can should respond with okay zoomer the more you the more it can do the more opportunity it is to, to to get messed up yeah um there was the the pet feeders that were uh, from smart home stuff and they all went offline and so people's pets weren't getting fed mm-hmm. uh, I that creeps me out well and that's like part of we have only TV over the internet so yeah. when the internet goes out not only can my I can't I can change my thermostat if I'm home but if I'm not home I can't see it I can't you know so it's 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 weird it's like weird to be so reliant on on that but yeah, it's really fucking handy when you need it. Exactly. It, it's it's this sort of we've we've put ourselves into a worse place than we were before. It used to be the power could go out, but your phone still worked, mm-hmm. uh, or you still had gas and things. And it's like, oh well, shit, everything's out. And you you used to have an antenna so you could watch TV or listen to the radio. And no, we don't have that anymore either. Right. We've really gone all in on this one system <coughs> to yeah. do everything. And when it's gone, it's fucking gone then like and i'm gonna say the term what's nice about it um very loosely but like when when our power and internet and everything went out back in the summer 
the local news channel was live streaming on Facebook. So even though I had no internet and no power, I had a phone that used cellular data and I could still find, see what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Granted, in California, when they were having the fires recently, it was knocking down everything, including cell networks. And that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> you may run into a situation where it is so bad that even those go down and then you kind of are fucked, but um, you can't plan for everything. No, you, well, I mean, you can. That's just it. You absolutely can. We just don't. We're just we're trying to shove more eggs into giant baskets yeah. and still have the same three or four companies run everything so that any one of them can become the target or or fuck up of their own accord. Yeah. And then you're just massively screwed. And that that's we seem to be OK with that. We seem to love that. We we seem to enjoy the oh well, it's Comcast and Verizon and and whatever. It and the more that we say that we hate it, the more we still allow it to happen. It's like God. Everybody complains on Facebook about Facebook. You see anybody going off of Facebook? Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> I'm not even going to defend it. Like I want the the Facebook portal, not because I have any interest in it at all, but I really love the Muppets doing the commercials. Well, and that's the thing. Like they make it uh, relatable. Um, I think it's it's cool technology, but how is it any different than FaceTime on your phone? Right. No, that. Well, because that seamlessness. I think that's what it is. Is that if you're if you're on your phone, then you're making a phone call. You feel like that oh, well, I'm, I'm using this device that's with me, which is fine. It's yeah. good. It's nice that it's there. But there is that sort of seamlessness of like something showing up on your TV. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely... And it takes in the whole room. You don't have one person having to hold it to show everybody else off or whatever. Right. It, it'll be nice for f- like families, like older yeah. families too. Um, I guess if FaceTiming my parents was something that I would want to do and I didn't, you know, I didn't care to do it, this would be a solution for it, but um, yeah, I mean, this year we didn't, the last year too, but the last couple of years now we haven't had Aaron's mom with us for Thanksgiving. And for the last several 15 years or so, at least, it's been the three of us that have been doing the holiday together. And so now we don't have that stuff there. It, it's it's kind of a bummer, but it would be nice to like have the TV on and have her doing her thing and us doing our thing. But she'd also still be alone in her house. Right, right. Um, so I'm going to make an abrupt change here because uh, beat is complaining that we're talking too much about technology and not enough about what we should be talking about. We never talk about what we're supposed to be talking about. Uh, I beg to differ because Taco Bell's got some new items. Oh God. Uh, rolled chicken tacos came back. Uh, double chalupa box still exists. They have the strawberry Skittles freeze and this new rolled chicken taco party pack. Comes with six chicken tacos, one spicy ranch dip, one guacamole dip, six crunchy tacos, and a nacho cheese dip for ten ninety nine. At least around here it's ten ninety nine. That was your Taco Bell minute. <laughs> uh, I love this. I, I have no regrets at all about me neither. It's I think it's so obnoxious and uh, out out there that it it works. Um, I'm stra- I, strawberry. We have a new uh, juice bar that just is starting to. I think this week it's going to open up at our at my work in our offices. Yeah. Uh, so I've been trying a couple of the concoctions they've been making, but they did say that they're going to 
offer a juice cleanse uh, at some point. And I know cleanses are mm. primarily bullshit. Uh, but as a as a man who just keeps accumulating fat, it doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world to try. Um, but th- they said, yeah, you have you you have a juice in the morning because we close at a certain point. And I'm like, you have a juice in the morning and you have a juice in the afternoon. I said, what do you do for for dinner? Because I can't come back here and get another juice. So I go, oh no, you have a sensible dinner. I'm like, so Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell is a sensible dinner if you don't eat a ton and you make smart decisions taco bell is already its own cleanse it really is it's a chalupa cleanse Mm -hmm. it'll turn you into a diarrhea monster Mm. or but you'll love every second of it oh it's so good i mean just go do it in taco bell's bathrooms they've earned that (laughs) that's uh thank them for what they've done to you by shitting up their bathrooms i leave this in tribute Uh. I volunteer myself as tribute. Take shit everywhere. Hey, so you had a you had an interesting weekend last weekend. Oh yeah, Days of the Dead. Yes. Yeah, I will tell you that my favorite part about the weekend was making a girl cry. With your penis? Nope. Oh, good. She saw my wedding ring. Oh. And started crying. Oh. Like what? And she's like, I was married and now he's gay. Like what? <laughs> yeah, and then my friends took their took their butts out and started putting them in my face. I was laughing hysterically while this girl was crying. It was very uncomfortable. What the hell is this mess? Um, yeah, I didn't even like skip over any parts of the story. That is literally what fucking happened. We we're at karaoke. She comes over. Um, she was super trashed, and um, <clears throat> whatever. I was trying to be nice. I scratched my head with my left hand, and she saw my wedding ring and. It's like, I was married, and now he's gay. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. It was very strange. And, yeah, and then my buddy, the second guy took his butt out, and I guess she got disgusted and got up and walked away. <laughs> because she thought you were on your path? Who fucking knows? Um, <laughs> and then Saturday night, I saw a band get in an argument with, a, a, like, a wedding DJ that was trying to be a sound guy, and then they did not get to play. That was a new one. That actually sounds like an old one. That sounds very familiar. That's that's the first time I've seen it, yeah, uh, in person. So this band. Well, I assume that a lot of the bands you hang out with don't do a lot of weddings. <laughs> so okay, so it was the same guy who did karaoke the night before, and it sounded like shit. Like it did, it just did not sound good. The microphone was fuzzy. Like the Soska sisters did a Weird Al song, and it mm-hmm. it sounded horrendous. And I it, like, if I were that guy, I would probably be really really ashamed because. Of, so it's like our podcast. For the last uh, hey, I think years. like the audio, the um, the audio quality of the show sounds much better than karaoke did that night. Okay, so <clears throat> all they had for the show was the same two PA speakers and this shit, these shitty microphones. So the first band plays and no one can hear. Second band sets up and the guy's doing a sound check and he's just going, he's just saying this sounds like shit into the mic. And um, the sound guy's like, they argue about stuff and uh, basically saying like, well, if you guys needed a better PA, you should have brought it yourself. They drove from New Jersey to Chicago. It's nine hours. They were supposed to bring their own PA, according to this guy. And uh, he, the, sound, the sound guy just goes, I can make it sound less or more like shit and just turns it off and leaves. Wow. And uh, yeah, it, 
I felt really bad for them, but uh, they, I guess they sold like a record amount of merch that night. And then the festival or the, the convention still paid them. And then what? people took up a, a collection and give them more money because no one knew if they were actually getting paid at that point. Wow. Um, but yeah, they're super fucking nice. It was a band called The Jasons. It's a pop punk band, pop punk band where they all dress up like different Jasons. Okay. So the singer is Jason Five. The drummer was eight. There was three in there, and I want to say four. There's another one too. Because the Jasons could easily be like a Nickelodeon show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and in fact, Jason one, two, three, four, five sounds perfectly Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I mean, they were super nice. Um, we talked to them for a little bit. Yeah, and then and you met a <coughs> couple of people that I know you were going specifically to. Meet. Yeah, yeah, the the Soska sisters that I mentioned probably two of the nicer people i've ever met in my life like it they wouldn't stop talking to me they went they did this to everyone like there was a couple people in line in front of me and they were so friendly i'm like oh they must see these people all the time and then it was my turn and then they just like wanted to sit and talk about whatever and then at one point i was like i said there's a there's a line like you really need to talk to these other people too <laughs> and um one i can't remember who was who i was drinking um but she kept giving me hugs and she goes, yeah, you're supposed to have like 12 hugs a day. And then I was like, yeah, yeah. And I said, you give really good hugs. She's like, yeah, some people like half hug. And she half hugged me and she goes, I feel bad. I got to give you another good one. I was like, wow, like fucking wow. Um, which is funny because the movie that we watched today. Yes. But um, yeah, and then I went from that line to Danielle Harris's line. I didn't realize she's like four foot 11. Yeah. Um, she's, a, she's a teeny. Yeah. Really tiny. She was nice. She didn't say a whole lot. Um, Edward Furlong was another guy I met. He uh, he was a difficult guy to talk to, like have a conversation. Just didn't really seem like he was into it. Um, also kind of a short. He was a small guy too. But we kept seeing him around um, trying to get him to hang out, and he never wanted to. Saw Richard Dreyfus. Didn't get a picture of him. Um Derek Mears, who's the Predator, and Jason in the remake. Mm-hmm. Felissa um, Rose? Ross? F- from... Uh, Boy Camp. Yeah. Is it Ross or Rose? I believe it's Rose. Okay. I, could, I can never remember, and I'm just too lazy to look it up. She liked to party a lot. That was about it. You had a good time. Yeah, I was. I have a shitload of fun with those guys. Um, I had a really bad headache all day Saturday, so I went to bed at like midnight. And then just woke up at six and went home. Like I got home at ten thirty Sunday morning. And yeah, it's, uh, over a three hour drive. Three hour drive is man. That's feels like almost nothing to me at this point. Same here. It, it's it's forty minutes longer than for me to go to band practice. Right. <laughs> so it's like it. It's not a big deal. It was uh, still though. I just. I had to get home so I could do shit, make up. I, I love going away for the weekend, but I hate going away because then I feel like I have to smash a weekend into one day. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, I've had four days off with this holiday and everything, and it's just the first day is Thanksgiving, so fuck all. It, mm-hmm. It's it's screwed as it is. And then the next day is the, the recovery from Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then Saturday, it's like, well, I haven't had a weekend yet, so I need to have Saturday. And then it's Sunday, and you're like, whew, 
gotta go back to work tomorrow i need to take care of sunday yep and yeah before you know it at least um this with christmas being on wednesday this year i took thursday and friday off that week so i go to work monday which will be a complete waste of fucking time and then have a six-day weekend i've got a couple days left on my vacation time that i haven't utilized that will disappear at the first of the year yeah and you know everybody's trying to jam in their last vacation days in the the last month going but i may have to kind of decide what i want to do with those last three days yeah my uh Alyssa's like the 19th i think is the last day that she works this year and then jesus yeah has the 20th the 23rd 6th 7th 30th and 31st off i don't know if she gets the 31st off I, I, where I work now, I don't. My last job, I did. We have it off, but we don't get paid for it. Oh. So if you want to get paid for it, you have to take a day of vacation. You have to use vacation yeah. time. Yep. That kind of sucks. It it does. It It's okay, but it, it it is kind of a... It's a pain in the ass, but it's a contractor thing. The, the, oh, the company okay. is closed those days, yeah. and so... It's like, well, you can't go into work. You can't work from home. There's nobody to work for. Uh, so you just deal with it. But I it's forgot you were fine. It, it, I wouldn't take the time off otherwise. That's right. the thing is when I worked at my last job and I was salary, I would just go in and work on those days. And there would be like four or five engineers there. And they would all cut out halfway through the day. And then I would just be there by myself for the last couple hours until I finally would work up the nerve and say, maybe I can just go home. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not wasting companies' money by not being here. But... I'm there to support people. I want to support people. I need to take a day off to go get my license unsuspended. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, so I feel like we need to hear this story. I, I I think I might have mentioned before that I got a speeding ticket. This is a couple months back now. Yes. I was I was going really fast. Uh, for me, for me especially, and and the the cop was very nice, and he's like, "Well, you didn't feed me a bullshit story. You didn't try to like talk your way out of it." which because i'm not brilliant Hmm. and he's like so i'm just gonna mark you down as five over it was still a hundred and something dollars that i didn't have right uh so i kept putting off paying it and putting off paying it and putting off paying it and then finally they sent me this notice like hey you really need to fucking pay this or shit's gonna go bad i'm like okay so i sent in a check they they sent me the form and they said send a check and i sent the check in and that was a couple weeks ago and then all of a sudden i get a notice back from them this week saying, hey, uh, we're not going to accept your check. Uh, you have to send us either a, a money order or a cashier's check, or you can go online and pay. I'm like, why didn't you tell me I could go online and pay the first time? I would have done that. But in the next piece of mail is uh, another thing from Secretary of State saying, hey, we're uh, suspending your driver's license because you haven't paid your your ticket. I'm like, but I fucking paid my ticket. They just didn't take my payment. They're like, yeah, we suspended it on the 18th. I'm like, you dicks. It's like the 20-something. So I, I did finally pay the ticket online. I've got the receipt for that. But now I have to go deal with another court to get my license unsuspended, which cost me another 45 bucks because I'm brilliant. That's what I am. Wow. That's, uh, wow. Yeah, and Aaron and I were driving back from Meyer last night. And uh, she's she sees this cop down the road. She's like, "You you're gonna go straight? You're gonna turn?" I'm like, well, "I was gonna go straight." She goes, "Yeah, there's a cop there, and you don't have a license." I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, yeah fuck." She just loves it. She just thinks this is hilarious. It's the kind of shit that would have happened to her. She 
she thinks it's so great that it's happening to me. She's like, you're a dumb piece of shit. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Same week I had my phone turned off for like five days. Uh, <laughs> I tried to send notices out to, to people who would normally text me, which is like five of you. And uh, it bounced back on Facebook. I'm like, I don't have a working phone. Sorry. Yeah, f- uh, Facebook was fucked up at one point too. Yeah. And I use a, a not Facebook Facebook app because I don't want to get all their advertising shit. Mm. So sometimes it just doesn't work right. Yeah. Huh. What app do you use? The not Facebook Facebook app? Uh, well, I use I use Android. So uh, I mm. use a app called Folio for Facebook. Okay. Which basically one lets you actually get messenger in the same app and hmm. two allows you to block advertisements put the the history or the the timeline in actual order as opposed to like we're gonna move all this stuff around uh and um you can hide keywords like all the politics stuff and everything i can hide on there Sorry. can't do that on this show ha ha <laughs> Sorry. maybe you could just don't listen no to we're it. trying um but other than that, it, it's just like, yeah, I, it's just one long, big kick in the balls. <laughs> it's it's fun. That's that's how I like going to my holidays. Um, I told you about the video I saw on porn. I think it was you porn. The ladies just kick, stepping on a guy's balls and kicking him. I don't think you told me about that, but you drink <sighs> a lot. Well, I knew I told a lot of people, and this was a while ago. I assumed I would have told you. So uh, maybe I mean that that sounds like that sounds literally pretty tame for what I imagine is on. Oh, what was it? Well, it was, porn? I think it was you porn. Someone someone sent it to me. I just knew it was on you porn because that's where he got it from. This is not something I found or sought out on my own. I would admit if I was into this, um, but it was it was like a twelve minute video of a guy getting kicked kneed in the balls. This girl was like punching his nutsack. And it was like slow down and then replay and oh, it was so fucking weird. I guess it's the the opposite end of the the choking and spitting and mm-hmm. peeing on uh, women that goes in those videos, like right. all that stuff. Just man, I, I I think I said something to Nate the other day where he was he posted something about like when the girl you follow on. Pornhub suddenly does these other two things and I didn't know what those other two things were and he basically he had to tell me he's like oh yeah it means when she takes her videos private so you have to go and do this whole other subscription and I'm like god damn it the internet has made porn complicated isn't that weird it's just like an abundance of of free pornography on the internet but there's like that here's a here's this hoop and here's this hoop and uh, also we're suspending your porn license I guess would probably happen to me I don't know hmm but I did want to say that that kind of leads into some of the stuff from this movie that we watched, which we never posted on Facebook what we were going to watch. We cut it, For anybody who actually gives a shit, uh, we figured out what we were going to do yesterday, which is what's <laughs> been happening more and more. It's like, hey, are we going to do a show this weekend? I guess. Sure. What do you want to watch? Oh, that's a good question. Let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. And then we we choose something usually because of convenience, but I think in this case it was also because you had just went to the show and met the Soska sisters. Yeah, so, a lot of people have been talking about I had never heard of this movie. I'd definitely heard of this movie. I think I'd seen the picture for it for a while, but it wasn't one of those things that was... I didn't see it around a lot, mm-hmm. and I just hadn't paid much attention to what it was. If I'd realized it was them, especially after we had done Dead Hooker in the Trunk, I probably would have sought it out. 
And then I also, as I was reading more about the other stuff they've done, I didn't know they did uh, See No Evil 2, the one with Kane and Daniel oh, Harris. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they did that for the WWE. Um, so they did the sequel. They didn't do the first one, but it has Daniel Harris, uh, Catherine Isabel, who's in this, uh, Kane. Uh, so it's like everything that you love. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Boobs. Um, but, but this American Mary is the, uh, movie that we're talking about. And it also seems like a lot of what you love. Um, I'm curious what you mean by that. I have I have like one really big problem with this movie, um, but I don't want to jump the gun. Well, so uh, avid listeners will remember way back when that you had a favorite movie uh, when we started doing the show. Santa Slay. Uh, nope, the other one. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't the one starring D. Snyder. Oh, Strangeland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, okay, I see what you're saying. Um. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it bears similarities, but not really. It, so this is a body modification horror movie. Kind of. Yeah, it's it's weird because the body modification is not the horrific part. No. The, there is the, the torture with body mods mm-hmm. that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, as a result of a rape. Which was... Was, I, I think, as usual, weird. not surprise, the yeah. most horrifying part of the movie for me. Yeah, it was it was a little weird. So, okay, uh, backing up, it, the American Mary is about this girl Mary Mason who is in uh, med school and is broke as fuck and starts looking on the internet for like job ads. Um, she takes a job that promises a thousand dollars cash. I must like I I, I remember seeing the listing but i don't remember specifically what it was for i think at the thousand dollars a night she knew pretty much it was going to be stripping okay so she winds up in a strip bar and she goes there dressed to to strip show off yeah and then someone comes in and then the guy that she's talking to leaves and comes back and goes hey i'll give you five thousand dollars cash because on her resume it said that she was in med school um to be a surgeon yeah and then the guy needed needed some back alley surgery done um from there she meets beatrice who is heavily involved in the underworld body modification scene because she wanted to look like betty boop and um what the fuck did she do for her oh no 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 no. she okay so beatrice found mary through people and Beatrice had a friend who wanted her areola and vagina removed basically she wanted to become a human doll yeah and because she says and this is this is something that uh I did want to kind of argue with just a little bit and and maybe it's a time thing but she's like well you notice how people don't sexualize dolls I'm like girl there is like a whole thing yeah they're about sex dolls. real real dolls um yeah. that seemed like a really weird thing because of the existence of real dolls um I feel like that's where a lot of people get their first sexualization is from playing with dolls yeah yeah, so Mary gets twelve grand cash to do that. Um, kind of decides she's never gonna do it again, and then gets invited to the surgeon's party. Yeah. Um. So one of the surgeons is like, "Oh, you have all this new stuff and all this money. You should come to this party," where she's very obviously drugged instantly. 
Mm-hmm. And then the the surgeon that she has a crush on rapes her and videotapes it. And I don't even know if she has a crush on him. It was just that he was her like main focus in school, and like, I, he was the one who's who's really kind of preening her. Yeah. Which I don't know if the that way, sounds like the way she the way she acted kind of gave me the idea that she had a crush on him. You know, she would kind of check her hair and shit when he would be coming around. And uh, yes, Levi mannequins count as dolls. They're just different. They're a different kind of doll. Uh, size. Yeah. So Mary, Mary, unfortunately, gets raped, um, and then asks the strip club owner from earlier to kidnap this guy. And I think that's when Mary decides that she's gonna become <laughs> she's gonna become like the, the 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 queen of the underground body modification surgery scene. Um, and she practices on this guy and then takes pictures for her website. Um, she throws his words back at him, which is you know you have to practice makes perfect, and you yeah. can't be a surgeon without being perfect. Surgery requires perfection. Yep. Um, which at that point in time I thought that we were done with the guy so this is a point where it jumps later on to we see him hanging there but I thought it was the other doctor that she was torturing at that point I didn't realize that the other doctor was handled by the the guy who runs the strip club yeah without her knowledge yeah because later she makes a comment about it and the strip club owner finds the tape of Mary and then destroys it and acts like he never had it um I don't know if he destroys it I think he but He's does he save himself. it? I mean, they show him watching it later, and I thought the intent was he was going to watch it and get rid of it, and ah, whatever. It's kind of like a minor piece to the plot, but yeah. Um, so Mary basically rents a, a better place, further far away from where she was, and has like a whole surgery suite in her apartment. Um, and you see the people. bouncer for the strip club becomes kind of like her bouncer for the surgery yep. stuff. Yeah. Um. I thought it was weird when the kid's like, yeah, I'll just get some piercing and scarring. And she like loses her mind and it makes it sound like that's like beneath her. Because it's wasting her time. Yeah. I mean, money's money. She, this isn't a piercing shop. What the fuck do you think I'm doing here? You know, get the fuck out of my place. It, 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 it's basically, it's calling a poser. Yeah. And she just gets really pissed. But so that's part of what it is, is that she becomes very emotionally distant. Um, Catherine Isabel, who's in this, uh, first of all, uh, most people know her from the Ginger Snaps movies, mm. and uh, she was in Freddy vs. Jason. She's been in a lot of stuff. She's she's considered a, a modern scream queen. Uh, she is just terrific. Mm. And uh, I guess the Soska sisters wrote and made this movie with her in mind from the very beginning. Um, but the way that she cold delivers a lot of the lines and stuff in it and just closes off, but still like you feel an empathy for her, is, is just a tribute to how good she is. She is really great in this this part. And some of the times she just reads a line and it's just, it cracks me up because of how perfect she lands it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she she gets to a point where it is about the money. She's given up on her her dream of, of doing surgery, her, but not the ideals of the surgery. Like the perfection thing is still important to her. And obviously her clientele demands crazy ass surgeries. Like every once in a while you'll see like she goes, she does a thing and then she reacts after, um, which it makes sense. You can't be emotional in the midst of it, but afterwards you're like, 
the fuck did I just make out of that person? Um, but she, as it goes on, she becomes less and less uh, hurt by what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, and that kind of plays into later when the the cop finds, like the security guard finds where she's got the, the teacher hanging and she just beats the fucking piss out of him and doesn't really seem to be too upset about it. Um, but I want to back up because I skipped over the part where um, what upset me. I didn't like the fact that the the Soska sisters like wrote themselves in to a very small useless part of this like I get they were like they were the the uh, the creators of the abstract.me website and they were you know leading the charge for body modification and all this shit and it was like the pinnacle of body modification where she was going to uh you know sever and then reattach their arms to each other and do all this other shit but they're in the movie for five minutes ten minutes yeah and then never come back and i'm like you could have just taken that out and it wouldn't have made like a fucking difference well i I wish we could have seen the whole modification to them that's what i'm saying so see them on the table and everything yeah if you if you really wanted to have it in there at least show like the end product and show like holy shit yeah this fucking happened but one of the things about this movie is that they were still trying to shop around dead hooker in a trunk uh, and they were struggling to to get that out there. So it was in talking to Eli Roth, who they thank in this movie, he said, well, you got to go on and work on your next script. He's like, get me your next script and show me what you're doing to follow up Dead Hooker in a Truck. And so they wrote this, and a lot of what this is is their reaction to how they were being treated by men in Hollywood and by men in positions of power and stuff like that. Anyways, uh, that was a lot of the inspiration behind the story but while doing this they didn't have the money to really produce it so their parents mortgaged their house to pay for it so their parents also have cameos in the movie um so there wasn't a lot in the way of the budget for doing probably those extra things a a lot of the body mod stuff that we saw it was all practical effects but there were people who came in that just literally were people who had that stuff done yeah um so it gives it an authenticity which i think weighs out better but yeah it would have been nice to see what the final product was we barely get to see anything on the sketch that she has to show what it is they want her to do but the cutting off the arms itself was pretty severe mm-hmm. no i agree and, and it was like i didn't hate it but i also was like it you it could have not been there and it would have been fine too it's kind of like stephen king showing up in his movies you know, where it, yeah. it's unnecessary. He's not the greatest actor in the world, but you kind of love seeing him in it. it the Sosa sisters show up in all of their stuff, I guess. And plus there is the inherent spookiness of just twins in general. Yeah. You, uh, you've the, got a the, couple of hot, creepy twin the girls. A- the accents were real bad, too. They weren't, they weren't fantastic. No. But they were... But it's just... It's nice to see them. It's nice to yeah. have them in it. I was not upset that they were in it. I just wish that the parts that they played would have made a little more sense. Or, yeah, added up to bigger than just that one scene. Yeah. And, and but I it was tell... also like, this is her big financer. Like, she's been getting paid a lot, mm-hmm. but that was a money is no object kind of thing, which really was taking her to that next level. Yeah. And, and I could tell as soon as she went to that website earlier in the movie, 
who the two were that were being displayed. It was very, right. very apparent. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I don't want to shit on it too much, but I just, I thought it, and and I, I knew, like I said, I knew nothing about this movie, so I didn't realize that this was their second movie, and it was. I can't really can't really call it the follow up to Dead Hooker in the Trunk, but it is. Um, right. I mean, it it is in the sense of it's like going from Clerks to Mallrats. Yeah. <clears throat> it is. This is it. While still not getting the distribution that Mallrats got, you know, signed up and everything. It was the bigger release, uh, the more popular movie. Dead Hooker in the Trunk, I think, is still pretty underground for being what it is. Like I had never heard of that at all, and I just found it by the by the virtue of the title one day, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I gotta gotta get Matt to do this movie. Um, <laughs> but it, there's a pureness to it. There's there's just like there's no Hollywood to it at all, and this is a much cleaner film and cleaner story uh it doesn't try to do everything it tries to tell what it's telling the best that it can and they're they're two different sides to to their work Mm -hmm. i like them both for different reasons yeah yeah they're they're two very very different movies i i I did enjoy the movie not saying it wasn't good um the ending was a little strange the ending was Again, like I, I talk about Dead Hooker in a Trunk a lot because of all the, the brave choices that they made. And brave may be pushing it too far, but what I mean primarily is that I'm always surprised by the direction they would take. Like, oh, we're going to do this thing now. It's like, oh, shit. I really thought it would have been easier to go in the other direction. Yeah, There's this one way that I would expect it to go. This is completely not that. And the ending of this, I felt, was the earned ending and the right ending but again, not what I thought would have happened. And if it was a regular Hollywood movie, probably wouldn't have happened. The the losing the protagonist at the end, when you get to that point of like you see her and she's crawling off and she's going to sew up the the cut. We'll we'll get to why. Um did, did you notice that when she's doing the sewing, there is no needle or thread that she has in her hand? I saw thread. I didn't. I felt like I did. No, even Alyssa said something about it. Well, maybe that's maybe that's part of the point, is that she was just she was going through the motions. The The fact that she wasn't able to keep herself alive and she was just going off of the instinct of like, I'm a surgeon and I can do this. Um, and it doesn't end for her that way anyways. Maybe that's part of it. And I felt, I felt at times the way that she acted and the way that she reacted to things and some of the dream sequences that the, uh, the strip club guy had yeah. about her. Yeah. I felt at points like there was a little bit of a, uh, Patrick Bateman to her character, to Mary's character. Yeah, and and I think this would go really well as a not the same type of movie, but as a a double feature with American Psycho, American Psycho and American Mary. It just seems like there's there's two sides there that that have some crossover that work well together. Yeah, hmm. but he ultimately gets away with it or gets trapped into the the things of his own mind. Hmm. Um, <coughs> yeah. Uh, what else happens? Hmm. I gotta look up the thingy here. <sighs> 
Oh, there's. I mean, there's the whole cop approaching her thing, which the the cop keeps coming up and yeah. saying, "Hey, your your teacher's missing," and she's like, "Oh, I just quit school, so I didn't have any idea." And then later on, he gets information from the uh, other surgeon who had the party, who said, "Oh, yeah, he used to rape girls and take videos and stuff like that." It's like, dude, that was your party. Like, how much information yeah. are you giving the cops, and <laughs> why are you not in jail yourself? That, that's kind of a crazy thing, right there. Is like, oh, well, because he's missing, I'm going to give you all this info. It's like, yeah, but motherfucker, you were a part of this. You were fucking headlining that shit. And then a little creepy Asian guy who's just like way too geeked out uh, in the party. Like mm-hmm. that party was fucked up mm-hmm. from door one. Just open up and like, there's. One other girl there, but by the time they find the girl who is like up on the counter and everybody's masturbating over, was she was already true. drugged. So, yeah, it it felt a little tame in how it plays out. Again, that might be budgetary, but it was still creepy as fuck. It was just gross, gross, uh, gross, gross. But I think that the whole point is they were trying to be very. They were trying to depict the fact that this was not like a wholesome party and something bad was about to happen. Right. No, I get that. I just yeah. I agree. like they could have gone more overboard at the same time. The fact that she woke up the next morning at all and the guy just thinks that he's getting away with it. Um, that's itself pretty bad, but mm-hmm. realistic. Unfortunately, very realistic. It's like it's her word against ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens <sighs> more often than I'd like to admit. But he she makes she makes a comment to him like you probably thought I was going into prostitution, mm-hmm. uh, or sorry, uh, going into sex work because of the fact that I suddenly had money and was leaving the school and all that stuff. And she's like, that's not what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And she's talking to his amputee body hanging from uh, hooks in his back. I just, man, it it is a rape revenge story on top of everything else, which is not my favorite one of my least favorite genres aaron and i were talking about i spit in your grave recently and i guess she's only seen the recent ones i had seen the original in the 80s uh i i I never want to rewatch that shit at least this there was more to the story than that but it's always a difficult part it's i was just watching needful things downstairs which i never watched before and there's a scene where uh, someone kills someone else's dog I'm like, shit, I wasn't expecting that from this movie. It always looked kind of funny to me. Yeah. that That's kind of stuff that I always have a problem with. But that's why it's grotesque horror. Yeah. It, no, I agree. It's a visceral feeling. Um, So the detective keeps coming to see her and keeps, he's like, I'm sure something's going on. I think you're the victim of it. You know, I want to help you. Yeah. And it almost seems like she considers it for a second, then she just moves along. But the other part of it is that a lot of her humanity, as it starts to slip away from her doing this work, the only touch she has to back to who she was is her grandmother, who she always talks to on the phone and has been kind of like helping her with school and stuff, not financially, but doing what she can. Is always kind of looking out for her. And then she keeps ignoring calls. That's another theme throughout this is she keeps ignoring the messages from people that she needs to be taking. Mm -hmm. And she finally picks up the phone when her grandmother calls her and her grandmother has passed away. And that is 
sort of the last vestige of of who she was kind of strips off from her. And then we get a weird jealousy thing with her and the uh, strip club owner, which I didn't quite understand. Because he, we've seen he's obsessing over her, but he never really moves on it uh, until the very second to last scene. But we never see that she's actually interested in him. But then after her grandmother passes away, she goes into the strip club and she walks in the back room where he's at and some other uh, girl that works there is giving oral sex. Mm-hmm. And he he kind of like freaks out about it and and sends her off after he finishes. Uh, like he he's like, give me a second. But um, but she gets pissed and follows the girl into the bathroom and basically sets up like she's going to kill her and only stops when she sees the cameras watching her. And then she lets her go and she goes outside where she's kind of stumbling off and she's like, yeah, you know, you're just wrong place, wrong time, wrong dick in your mouth, uh, which is a fantastic line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, I didn't quite understand her motivation for that when I hadn't seen her show an interest in him relationship wise. Like it, it just, it set her off and I wasn't prepared for that moment. But again, it shows like she's not above just, fucking killing people at this point. She's lost all shreds of her humanity by then. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't really think about <clears throat> any of that. Yeah. But yeah. I, if you if you take the context of the woman that she turns into a doll who doesn't want to appear human anymore, although she has a boyfriend and has emotions, husband, apparently too. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Uh that person like is the opposite. Like Mary's got all of her, her person personhood as far as physicality, Mm -hmm. but she loses her humanity and becomes non-human. She becomes demonic on the inside while she's making people look primarily demonic on the outside, which I don't know if that's a counterpoint to what the character is supposed to be in this film or not, but that's kind of how I saw it. <laughs> uh, so finally, the uh, the woman that she turned into a doll, her boyfriend, I guess, finally sees her, and he's all excited. He's like, "Hey, babe, how's it going? Hey, where'd your nipples go? What the fuck?" Yeah, it's fucking it's weird. Really weird. Like, and um, again, I don't know. We didn't get enough into their relationship to understand why that was the way that it was. Mm-hmm. Like, she seemed like she was happy to see him when he comes walking up. And then she shows him that she's she's removed all of her sexuality by which is not really what has happened, but she's had her nipples removed to make herself look like a doll. She's had her vagina basically covered up, sewn up, so that she's just got doll parts. Yeah. And he flips the fuck out. We don't see really what he does with her, but he goes after the friend that introduced her to Mary, the Betty Boop woman who's trying to call Mary as Mary's again, not picking up the phone. Mm-hmm. She's got her own shit on her head. And, uh, and basically she's apologizing to Mary because 
the guy's coming after her. And then as soon as Mary realizes what's going on, the guy is there in her place and he's stabbing her. I didn't quite see what happened to how she fought him off, but she did fight him off pretty quick uh, because of who she is. She knows the parts to, to nick with a knife really fast to take somebody down. But that was what leads to her crawling into the room to try to sew up her wound and ultimately dying. And you see at the end, the detective and a bunch of other cops have come in. She's kept records, uh, the photos and stuff she took of the doctor that she had amputeed and, and killed. So they're, they're seeing all this horrific stuff she did. But for the cop, it's still like, what a waste that, you know, he still sees her as the victim and she's lying there dead on the floor and there's no way to save her. And that's where it ends. So it is a, it's a very defeatist ending. Which, like I said earlier, I I'm think it's interesting and brave that that's the ending that they put onto it. Is that what the audience would want? I think in a lot of ways, no. They, they want to see Mary continue. They want to see her get away with it, find a better life, whatever. That's not what the story was, though. Yeah. And like, in terms of how the movie looked and how it was shot, I thought it was really good. There's obvious like plot points and holes. There plot holes. Maybe I shouldn't say holes, but maybe ideas. Puddles. But yeah, that's a good way to put it. If they were but more fully fleshed out, it probably would have gone a lot better. But and to be perfectly honest, there all of that could have been written and it could have been cut out of the movie for whatever reason. Yeah. So, or like we said, not able to be done with the budget that they had. Yep, yep. But it is it. You can see a very different. If you've watched uh, Dead Hooker in a Trunk, and then this, you can see the level of professionalism of what a Hollywood movie would look like. This definitely hits that more than Dead Hooker in a Trunk would. Um, which is again not to say the Dead Hooker in a Trunk isn't a fantastic movie. It surely is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just got that that rawness to it that I think is very exciting to me um and this feels more polished uh it, and it shows that they're capable of doing more than one thing but that's that's what happened with people like robert rodriguez and a bunch of other people who are independent filmmakers who who suddenly get more popular in hollywood and get to that next level is you see the growth you see yeah. the the opportunities there when they have a budget and the things that they can work with and you know the experience it's only their second film that's a good point. They do have that new one coming out that I'm curious about. Rabbit. The Rabbit, the Cronenberg remake. Yeah. Which I guess came out. Really? I, yeah, I think it was out uh, probably in October. Um, but limited release. Like a lot of horror movies. I've, I've seen people review it and stuff. And I think that the release from what I had read was uh, earlier in the fall. Apparently it came out August 26th. Yeah. But they're the first people to remake a Cronenberg film. Uh, I think with his blessing at, at that. So that should be interesting to see. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if they won or not, but they were up for an adult video award. What? I knew you would know this. Uh, so they worked with Axel Braun. The guy who keeps doing all the superhero parody porn videos. Yeah. I I years ago I definitely saw the Batman 
uh, TV series porn parody that he had done, oh. which was yeah. like, aside from all the porn stuff, and I think there was a way to watch it where you could watch it without the porno and just watch it as like a, a much shorter movie. Um, it was really amazing. Like the outfits and everything are really cool. The the character actors they got for it who are porn actors. Um, but like the guy who played the Joker grew out his mustache to then put the white makeup over it like uh, Cesar Romero did in the Batman TV show. It was so great. And it was a porno. Um, but So he did a porn parody of Deadpool and the Soska sisters did some writing for it, I think, is oh. what I remember. They posted about it, I want to say last year or so, on their Instagram. And I think I remember them going to the adult video awards for it. Um, what's interesting about that is that they've actually written the character of Deadpool among others for Marvel comics. Uh, they've, they've written a few Marvel comics and they've got a, uh, a Scarlet, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, a black widow, uh, comic that they just put the collection out of recently. Um, so, Working for Marvel and getting to work on the Marvel porn parody, I think is just amazing. Fuck yeah. But between that and they working for uh, WWE and that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. they're really fucking cool. And they had that show on the Game Show Network. Elevator. The yeah. Elevator. Yep. I remember enjoying that. I did like that show a lot. Yeah. They're it, it It's kind of uncanny, the stuff that they've done, which seems like it's a big deal but if it was a guy director like jj abrams is writing marvel comics with his kid kid now i don't know that jj abrams is doing any uh pornography but it probably would have a lot of lens flare probably because of the the cum shots oh. it's it just like it wouldn't be that big of a deal if it was a dude but the fact that it's them seems like it's a bigger deal which is part of the problem uh but I, it just shows how cool they are they really are awesome Agreed. I want to see the See No Evil 2 that they did. Yeah, I want to see um, that too. That's got to go on our list. Okay. Um, do you want to rate this? Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. It's not a Mary for me, no. which is too bad because that would have worked out perfectly for the name. It, it's definitely a, a, a fuck. I, I appreciate it more than I loved it. If that's if that makes sense. Yeah, I would um I would fuck it more than once. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah, I would I would I would put it in rotation. I would, it it would be my like my two AM hey baby you up uh, call. Uh yeah. It, yeah. It, it it it's definitely for me, I think it's the parts are better than the sum. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't know if you were gonna say more, but yeah, I can I can totally agree with that. Um, it was pretty good for a second movie. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good for a for a third, fifth, tenth movie. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it could have been a whole lot worse for their second movie, <clears throat> especially with I didn't really care for Dead Hooker in a trunk. Oh, so man, to go from that to that that to this was is a pretty big, pretty big step. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, what do you want to push this week? 
Just I gotta go snowblow, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm wrap sorry. this up. No, uh, it, nothing. Well, did I talk about uh, Aquila last time we were on? I think it had, it just started. So no. uh, two dear friends of the show, uh, JF DeBow and Amy Frost, started doing a new podcast. It's a story that JF is writing, and Amy oh, yeah. is doing all the audio and producing and everything else. I think they're on their fifth episode now so you can get in and catch up really quick but also get a good medium amount of, of of stuff to download uh but it's it's a horror themed story that also has a lot to do with cooking yeah i saw he had sent out an email i uh yeah need to listen to that i, I definitely i mean it's them i would always recommend it because it's them and i love both of them but it's also, it's really good. Uh, Amy won America's Next Top Podcaster. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's really incredible. Mm-hmm. And JF is a fantastic storyteller. And when they work together, they they usually can bring out the best with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Also, Slasher is like fucking blowing up for me. Oh, that, really? Did, did you join? I, I think I did. I opened it and I couldn't really figure out what the fuck to do. So, yeah. Hey. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, if you're looking for a horror community to hang out with and you you don't want to get dicked around by Facebook and Instagram and all the stuff that they would rather not let people post uh, yeah. and shadow ban you for hmm. uh, slashers a uh, it's definitely it seems to be free for all at this point but there's a lot of uh, cool people in there I know Anthony's on there and uh, and uh, horror geek life has got representation there it it's still not like. It, it's it's not at a level of where you're going to get a ton of activity, but the people that you meet there because you're you're starting out when they're starting out, you can kind of make it your own thing. Yeah, I'll be curious to see where that where that kind of goes. Um, with it being in its infancy, it can only get better. Are you Matt the lifeguard there? Oh, probably, probably, or nah, it might be infant stomper. I'm not even sure. It might be what infant stomper? Infant stomper. Yeah. I did not know that alias of yours. It's a song title. So I don't even know if I, I don't even have it anymore. I'll have to figure that out. I um, but yeah. Um, yeah. what about you? What have you got going on? The, other than blown snow. Uh, I need to take a couple. Which is what we all drink. wanted from the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, I don't know. Monster Man season one is almost over. Yeah, I heard a little snippet from uh, tomorrow's episode because I follow your social media. Yeah, I know. I, sometimes I say dumb stuff and it ends up on the internet. <laughs> that's the only way you wind up on the internet. Yeah, that's a good and that's one. why we love you, Matt. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, then season two starts like right after the first of the year. But uh, I don't know. I need Matt to not be in different countries all the time so we can do more Cast and the Furious. Yeah. But he's going to Costa Rica to do ayahuasca for New Year's, so yeah, tasty. Yeah, he's got an interesting life. Uh, yeah. Other than that, mm. and then uh, we had another movie that we had kind of decided not to do this week, but we almost did. Did yeah. you want to do that for Just next do it week? Next week, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Randy was over last night, and I was telling him about it. He goes, "Yeah, hey, I don't fucking watch that movie." So let's just let's do Haunt next week. All right. Have you seen it yet? Nope. All right, so I'll wait to watch it. I'd watched it a couple of weeks ago and recommended it to you, and then yep. uh, you forgot. I I knew multiple people had told me 
and Randy kept telling me that's the only reason I remembered he did. Yeah. I just forgot that you were the other one. Jesus. No, no, it's fine. But yeah, we can... You forget about me all the time. I don't forget about you ever. <laughs> oh, uh, so next week, uh, or next episode. Yeah. Well, we I don't will it'll, be doing next, Haunt. I should be good next Sunday. Ah, good. God damn it. Some... Uh, Haunt 2019. I know that they, uh, at least up until a couple of weeks ago, it was uh, available on Shudder. Um, so if anybody wants has a Shutter subscription wants to check that out, Shutter's got a lot of movies that I like a lot of stuff that I had never seen before that is recent that uh, is coming up to the the plate. So I want to check more of that stuff out. But I wanted to check out um, Screenbox, mm. which is another uh, horror movie themed streaming service. I think it's five bucks a month. And man, it's just like. I'm 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 almost now to the point where I can maybe get rid of all the movie stations and stuff from our cable. Yeah. Like there's just so much other shit out there. And since all Aaron wants to do is watch horror movies all day, except for HGTV. She keeps saying, like, oh, we're gonna go in the bedroom and watch HGTV together, which you'd think is a euphemism. It's not. No. Uh but like that that's become our 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 thing. So HGTV and Food Network are all I need. And then all these fucking streaming services. Yeah, next week, Haunt. Yeah, sorry. I started looking at the screen box stuff, and I need to stop so I can blow snow. Yes. Yeah, that's not a euphemism. I literally need to go remove snow from my driveway so I can leave tomorrow. Yeah. But, but the nice feeling is then we'll get up tomorrow and there'll be more snow. <sighs> Double check real quick. I thought it was done. <laughs> that's why I was decided to do it tonight. No, you're probably uh, right. I mean, if you looked already. Well, I'd... Because the weather never changes its mind. No, it's, it's, it's it should be done. So I think we'll I think we'll be good. But <clears throat> yeah, next week haunt. Uh, that's the new for another episode of the podcast. There, we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay scary, everybody. Bye.